Okay, uh, first out, out of the gate, I'd like to uh, acknowledge and thank uh, Dirk Facer and Mike Sorensen, in particular, Jody Guinnessy uh, with, the, with the Des News for, for the uh, coverage and support through the years. Uh, you know, Dirk and Mike obviously were with us longer, and uh, unfortunately, they're no longer with the D News, but I uh, want to thank them for the coverage of our team and the relationship I had with those guys, great guys and uh, they'll be missed. And so wish them well and uh, hope for the best for the, for those guys. So um, football-wise, uh, had a good practice yesterday. We're still uh, a long ways away defensively. We've, uh, we're doing some good things on offense. Things are coming along there. Uh, we've got our quarterbacks in place like we talked about yesterday uh, or two days ago. And so feel solid with the uh, the progress of the offense but defense is still a definitely a work in progress and uh we've got very short time to to get uh get things right and uh we're working hard towards that end you're going to see uh freshmen throughout the roster throughout the uh lineup on defense getting a lot of playing time and that's uh just how it is. So, you know, when we, when we uh, took the hit that we took last year with all those graduators, it's, it's, something's got to give. And so it's, it's uh, you know, very obviously it was a huge positive last year to have all those upperclassmen and all those guys with experience and talent. And now it's time to uh, get the new guys in there. And our job as coaches to get them up to speed. And, and nobody cares that you're young and inexperienced. Nobody cares at all. So we've got to just get a, uh, you know, get, the, get these guys playing the way they need to and uh, like I said we've got uh, limited days to do that what 10 days 11 days to get that done so questions we'll start with Josh Newman Salt Lake Tribune followed by Trevor Allen KSL Sports and then Jeff Call Deseret News hey good morning Kyle good morning um, I know that you said last night on the radio show that you do have a quarterback in place um, you, listen question- to, you actually listen to that you never know what you might say by accident, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, keep going. Yeah. Um, quarterback no, offense, no offense, Bill Riley. Okay. I'll shut up. Yeah. With the quarterback in place, my, my question is, were you pleased with the reaction when you broke the news to your guys? Yes. Um, it was uh, pretty much what you'd expect out of uh, – mature professional type guys that uh, handle their business the right way disappointment but uh, acceptance a lot of unselfishness and and willing to uh, do whatever they can do to help the team and uh, like I said uh, a couple days ago and, and like I told the team after practice last night this you talk about handling adversity every year handling adversity is a big part of your success or lack thereof depending on how you handle it and this year it's going to be adversity times 10. For the, for the uh, you know, as opposed to a, a normal season with the with the COVID stuff going on. I mean, you could lose two or three starters on game day. You can, you know, two could be a one uh, instantly uh, without uh, having a lot of preparation during the week. And uh, you know, we've got a, a torn down locker room. We've got no locker room over there, so we, so the pregame stuff's going to be a lot different. Bottom line is, we've got to be able to handle all the uh, adversity that's going to be there and not flinch and keep moving forward and not let it be a a negative impact and uh that's the mindset and so we've uh got to keep uh, moving in a positive direction and and getting back to the quarterback question i think they handled it exactly how we would have hoped and had a great practice yesterday 
there was nobody sulking or, or uh, hanging their head. Uh, everyone just working hard and, and uh, moving forward. Next, we'll go to Trevor Allen, followed by Jeff Call. Kyle, has, has any of your, your tail, tailbacks, uh, have, they cre- have they emerged, uh, separated themselves, or is it still the four guys? And, and do, you, do you think that that could be by, by committee by the time the opener comes? They've separated themselves in different ways. Each of them have different strengths. And to answer your question, it's going to be more by committee, at least early in the season, unless through uh, live repetition, somebody starts to separate himself and, and uh, deserve more of the reps. But right now, each of them does something uh, in particularly well as opposed to the other. And so depending on which back is in the game uh, or what, what play call Andy's going to have will determine which back is in the game. And, and uh, it's, you know, I'm not going to go through their strengths right here because why, why tip off Arizona for whatever back is in the game to what to expect. But uh, there's, you know, there's strengths. And some of them are, are, are one of them is uh, exceptional uh, inside the tackle runner. One of them is exceptional uh, receiver out of the backfield. Uh, one has got uh, elusive speed, and I mean, there's just a lot of strengths that each of them possess, and they're different. The four backs, all of them, are, there's no similarities really between each one. Each one of them is unique and different in their style and, and uh, what they bring to the table. And so bottom line is we don't anticipate a guy getting 25 touches in a game, not yet anyway, that could play itself out and become a, a different situation after a game or two. But going in, it's going to be more by committee and inserting the back end that fits the, uh, you know, what Andy is doing in that particular series or that particular play. Next, we'll go to Jeff Call from the Deseret News, followed by Josh Furlong. Yeah, Coach, uh, I was wondering if you could tell me, how would you describe Nate, Nate Ritchie's progression since he arrived on campus? And what are your expectations for him this season? His progression has been very impressive. And for a true freshman, he is mature beyond his years, physically and mentally. He's, uh, he's a big, strong kid. He's six, nearly 6'2 six and 200 pounds. That's a good size for a safety. He's got speed. He's got uh, football IQ. And our expectations of Nate this year are very high. You're going to see a lot of Nate Ritchie uh, right out of the gate. And he's going to be a, a guy that we need to have perform well in that secondary. And, and uh, he's going to get plenty of reps. Next, we'll go to Josh Furlong, followed by Chris Kamrani. Hey, Kyle, you touched on it earlier, but have you guys figured out the logistics yet of what you know a halftime or pregame is going to look like in terms of locker rooms? And, and how does that maybe interrupt or, or anything in, in your, your standard of, of play? Well, we can't let it be an interruption or a distraction. We've got a plan in place, and, and I don't want to make it sound like we're complaining. I was all for tearing that thing down and getting started. I don't want you to think that, hey, we had this thrust upon us and we didn't know and, and cry in the blues. So, so I want to make that perfectly uh, uh, explained up front and known. But uh, we've got a plan that uh, we'll have a, a space, I guess you could call it, over there at the stadium for, for uh, pregame and halftime. Now it's, it's different than a, a normal locker room, so we're going to – do a lot of the stuff here at the facility, get dressed, for example, here at the facility, uh, do a lot of the pregame activities right here at our at our practice field, and then get on a bus and go over there and, and have a minimal time over there leading up to kickoff, much, much shorter than uh, would be normal. Instead of arriving at the stadium two hours early, we're going to arrive about 50 minutes before kickoff. 
and having done a lot of the stuff over here at, the, at our facility, which works better. And it's just a three or four minute bus ride to, to jump on the bus and get over there. And, and like I said, we have a, uh, a plan and a place to uh, go in for halftime and go in for pregame and all that. And we'll take a dry run with that uh, in a mock game situation in the next uh, few days here. So game day won't be the first time that we've done it, but but uh, it'll work. You know, it's not going to be a, a huge problem. It's just different. And that, you know, football players are, are creatures of habit. They like routine. They like structure. And so this will be a, a little bit different than what, a lot different than what we're used to. But I guess for the freshmen, it won't. They don't know what to, to expect. And so it'll be it'll be uh, no problem for the guys that have never, never been through it. And I'm sure the veterans will handle it well. Next will be Chris Camarani, followed by Ryan Costeca from SI.com. Kyle, what was the ultimate separator in the quarterback battle that led you guys to make the decision that you made? Well, it was a few things and a few different factors. I won't go into them exactly, otherwise it, it could tip our hand. But but uh, we just felt that uh, we were looking for certain things in the quarterback and, and certain uh, certain skill set. And some things in the skill set are more important and weighed more heavily than others. Uh, right there at the top of the list, and we chart every throw. We've charted every throw throughout all fall camp is is accuracy, you know, completion percentage. That is so critical to uh, moving the football and making first downs and getting the end zone. So that was right there at the top of the list, then followed by a uh, a laundry list of a bunch of other things. And so uh, we methodically and very meticulously uh, went through it. And, and like I said, we evaluated every rep throughout all fall camp and uh, came to the conclusion we did. Uh, but like I said, like we told the quarterbacks the other day, you're one positive test away from being the guy or two positive tests away from the third guy being the guy. And you see what happened to Wisconsin. I mean, it's crazy things are going to happen this season and we've got to be ready to react to them and, and handle them. And just as a quick follow-up, are we going to know who the guy is when he runs out on the field with the offense come Saturday, November 7th? Good question. Probably not. We'll probably just let him trot out there and, and uh, do his thing. Why give the opponent any lead time uh, to prepare? Because much like the running backs, there's there's a, a fairly significant difference in the in the style and skill set of, of a couple of the guys. And so uh, we'll probably just keep that to ourselves. Now, it's not, you know, it's not the end of the world if it, if it gets out somehow. I hope it doesn't get out, but but uh, it just works to our benefit and our advantage if uh, they don't know who to prepare for. So that's that's the approach we're taking. Okay, our final, okay, final question for Coach Whittingham today will come from Ryan Costeca. Hey, Coach, how you doing? Good, Ryan. Thank you. And so assuming the quarterback battle was very close, is uh, is this a situation where, you know, maybe the starter struggles? Is it going to be potentially be a quick hook to maybe the next guy? Or are you going to kind of go through the growing pains with the new quarterback? Don't see a quick hook, but uh, that being said, if we're we're not going to continue to uh, stick with somebody if we're not getting results, you, know, you got to you got to get results, and you got to have a performance, a certain performance standard, and and uh, so nothing is completely set in stone. We know who the starter is, but to say that he's the starter no matter what happens, uh, that's not accurate. But also, we don't want him looking over his shoulder and first uh, incompletion he throws he'll worry about getting yanked and so so we get you know, the first guy knows that we have confidence in him we got confidence in the second guy as well and the third for that matter we feel like we've got three good ones and maybe the best third quarterback in the country you know when, when you look at it he's very talented as well and so uh no we're going to try to instill the confidence in the in the first guy but 
But again, it's up to him to, to move the chains and get the team in the end zone and take care of the football. And, and that's got to happen. That's what the quarterback's job is.